And welcome back. This is another Pixels and Pints Up Late. This is a lovely Thursday evening, and we're coming to you semi-live, just like I've got a semi. Uh, this is, again, with me, joining me in my semi is Pete. I am joining you in your semi. And Dan. I definitely had to put myself on mute for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking got him. Uh, tonight we're doing one of our famous Up Late episodes. It's just a little one-shot one one-shot wonder. Um, we've got a lovely, I think we've all got a lovely big, I'm going to assume dark, delicious beer. Oh, Ooh, I thought about that and then I saw it was 20%. I went, yeah, no. Nah. Oh, Jesus, is it 20%? <laughs> I did not look at that. 192 I think. Okay, I might rethink my choice. Dan's going to make a slow exit <laughs> towards his fridge and rethink his beer choice. Fucking uh, barley wine. But yes, no, we're doing a, a one-shot episode and it is on, let me remember, Palate cleansers. Cleansing your palate like the dulcet tones of my voice. Uh, what TV shows, movies, and potentially video games uh, do we go back to when we just need a little break? Just, you know, we're stuck in that story, but no, nah, I'm not feeling like I'm going to watch that tonight. Let's jump back into something we love and know. Um, so that's, yep, that's us tonight. Kind of rolled uh, out of last episode. So we, we filmed the most recent episode, which is another up late. Uh, the backlogged episode, which mm. we called something else. God, we I did. should know. I only it literally went up tonight, so we're recording it the same night that we're publishing the other episode. All backed up. God, we're um, efficient. Yeah. Nothing, we're efficient. Um, where we talked about all this, all the stuff that's in our backlog that we're planning on working through after the SAG AFTRA writer blocks uh, catch up with us. Um, but Sonic writer I, blocks, writer blocks, <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's technically oh, true. Oh, <laughs> it's probably the, is, the, yeah, the, the, the writer, writer and uh, writer and actor strike. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. not it's, it's like sitting, was sitting there with a pencil yeah. and didn't. <laughs> what Just am I going to write? Tapping it on their head, being like, mm, <laughs> "Yep, something's coming." But you talked to you asked you asked the question actually around guilty pleasures. I think it was what. Yes, and and we talked through some guilty pleasures, but hmm. but a lot of those end up being palate cleansers because we we consume Absolutely. a lot of we consume a lot of content very rapidly so we'll just inhale a season of xyz and you need something to break it up after that because doing back-to-back seasons is can add I think, up i think on you guys watching. definitely inhale a season more than i do i've slowed right down i'm yeah I'm right. worst in that sense but but i i envelop games like they yeah. you know i'm i'm a starving child who's found food for the first time <laughs> yeah so that's the plan. That's that's the the topic for this evening. The general topic. Do you want to let's let's kick off with some beers? I think. Have we? I, I will crack mine then. No, or we can start yakking if you'd prefer. Because well, Dan probably hasn't had a chance to figure out what he's drinking yet. Have I you checked the ABV, mate? Yeah, it's ten percent. This one, ten <laughs> percent. I didn't even look at the ABV. You mentioned it when we were rolling. Well, when we decided to do this surprise recording. Mm. Uh, so I just like, oh, okay, well, if he's going to have that one, I'm going to have that one too. So oh, yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, no. I didn't even look at it. <laughs> and that's, that's, a, a, that's a sipping beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a very special beer too. So um, that's definitely one to, to, uh, to savour. Mm. Um, well, if you guys aren't ready, I am. So yeah. Well, why don't you I'll, start? Yeah. I'll, I'll start off, I guess. So yeah. I am drinking the 2023 release of Hawker's uh, Imperial Stout uh, Maple Edition. So every year they release a few different ones. They usually do a pure bourbon barrel 
one, they do a maple one. I believe they usually do a fruited. They're a rum barrel. A rum barrel, sorry, you're right. Um, Which would be slightly fruity. Yeah, but they've also done some fig. They did peanut butter and jelly uh, this year. Um, A double imperial stout at 14.1%. So, yeah, they do a a variety. The cans all all look very similar. This one, you guys probably won't be able to see in this light, but it's it's a black can with uh, a gold monster. Got a leshy on it. it. I'm pretty sure it's a leshy. Yeah, it um, looks like a leshy, yeah. With a whitened skull, yeah. Uh, it comes in at a toasty 11.8%. <whistles> and it is absolutely Nummy gorgeous. Nuts. Yeah, it's loads and loads of vanilla. Um, lots of dark malt. Mm. A little bit of, like a lot of coffee, a little bit of chocolate, but sweet chocolate finishes mm-hmm. quite sweet. Um, it's fucking Moorish, to be honest, but at quite a lot of coconut as well. So it's um it's very nicely balanced actually. I'm gonna sip this one because I have a feeling it's gonna get even more sensational as it opens up. Um, yep. I don't know what I would expect out of out of maple, precisely, as opposed to the same beer without the maple added. But Probably it does some more have bit- a kind bitterness, of a, more bitterness yeah, than anything. I was gonna say a little bit of acidic bitterness and and yep. also a little bit of. Kind of that acidic, uh, acidic sweetness as well. Yeah. So yeah, no, um, very enjoyable. I'm going to give that a four and a half because that's a cracking beer. Delicious. Good. Well, Delicious. I'm just going to mute myself for a sec because my PC has been a dick. Okay. Well, Over to you, Tom. <laughs> looks like it's all on old. What'd you call me? No, boofy, boofy head. All good. All good. You can still go. Yes. Okay. Um, I am drinking a beer that I have cellared. For the last two, um, because I sometimes have patience, often don't, but sometimes I do. So I am drinking. <laughs> so you thir- lost it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I knew you exactly what it was. Yourself. It's it's. So I've got my beer fridge, and there's the regular fridge, and then there's my beer fridge, and there's the the vegetable crisper down the bottom is where I put a lot of the stouts that I need to lie down and stuff. Then actually, in the top little section where you probably put your butter or whatever in your normal fridge, that's also full of stouts. So I've got two sections that are just full of stouts. But anyway, I'm having a Deeds Brewing, the uh, the third Horseman, uh, which is the third in their range. I've, I've, I've sat on this one. Uh, it is, if it's anything like the other ones, which it seems to be, um, it pours a delicious darkness. Mm. Um, and these, these are usually like more of a chocolate milk stout. I haven't tried it. I was going to let it warm up a bit, um, but I'll, I'll have a quick little ooh, treat myself. So the, <laughs> they've all been stouts of some sort? I, I remember been, all you been, having all them. been an yeah. imperial stout. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I still, I already have the fourth horseman is in the fridge because I went to grab that and I was like, pretty sure I've still got the third in there. And then I looked to the back corner and there he is, just sitting there, just biding his time, just pouring at the ground with his hooves. Um, so yes, they, it's yeah, it's it's like a chocolate chocolate milk imperial stout. So it's delicious. It's fantastic. I don't even need to let that warm up. It's just it's just going to get better as I as I sip through it. Uh, it comes in at ten percent, uh, and each one is a nod to a different horseman. So this is the uh, the nod to the rider carrying his scales upon the black horse. If anyone knows all the story, which I can't remember 
Which all that are? time we spent in Catholic church <laughs> learning the stories. No, they didn't teach we, us that because that was the fun shit. They never taught I, us that. Well, they, you know, that's all the fire and brimstone shit. They don't yeah. teach you the fire and brimstone shit. In the know? Catholic church? Yeah. That's, that's, that's all Old Testament stuff. Oh, they still do Old Testament. So that's, that shows the I amount don't of time know. I don't I've know. It is famine. Famine is- famine. Uh, Yeah, here we go. The third horseman rides a black horse and is popularly understood to be famine as the horseman carries a pair of balances or weighing scales, indicating the way that bread would have been given, weighed, would have been weighed during a famine. There you go. So this is famine. Uh, and then there's one more in the series, which is the uh, is death. It's the last one. Mm. And I think they actually upped the ABV for that. So I'm very <laughs> excited. But yeah, it's, it's got a really, really nice chocolate flavor to it. It's not overly sweet. There is a nice balanced roastiness at the bottom. Booze is coming through, but not too heavy. Um, and look, if I was in an apocalypse and I found this, I'd be fucking cheering. So I am, I am definitely giving that. Whoa, it's a four point, four point, <laughs> four point five. I'm, yeah, I would cool. like it a touch. I would like it actually a touch higher. I would like it a touch boozier. Just to just to cut through that the sweetness of that chocolate just a little bit. I think just a little, little tiny bit more booze would, would just do a that. Nudge. Just yeah, a nudge. Yeah, it balances out there, but it's 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 yeah, it's decadent and rich, and which is kind of the opposite of famine. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprising they didn't go the other way and do a really dry. Yeah, imperial. That would have been style. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really dry, really dusty dry. Use a whole bunch of black malt in it mm. to make it really ashy and dry. And, but I mean, you've also they've got to. I guess you've got to appeal. To Customers to you. It can't just be all shit. Uh, you just appealed to yeah. me, and I will be drinking that. Yeah. <laughs> that semi he was talking about before, not semi anymore. <laughs> At least three quarters. Uh, Dan, what have you got? And I'm continuing the the dark monstrous themes with the Dark Lord from Dayton. Uh, Tom's had this one before. Uh, it's a it's a it's a medium ten percent. Uh, from the the twenty percent that I had sitting in here before, <laughs> it it was I was reading. The, I had to pull my light down before to read the back of it, and it wasn't it this nails. the fourth. Wasn't this the July the July the fourth? May fourth, yeah, May fourth. Oh, sorry, May fourth. Jesus, I checked out. Sorry, carry on. Oh, is that what Tom did for May the fourth? Yeah, that's when they released it. It was released. Oh, released okay. for May. The, it's a new annual release for Dayton for May the fourth. You actually guys got the last cans we had of it. So yeah, I, I had it the other night. It was I thoroughly enjoyed it. But they're the mm. ones that did the Imperial the I can't remember the name of it, but it was the Imperial. They did the Storm Super Trooper. Trooper. The Super Trooper's the Imperial Neeper, and then they do the Imperial Red Owl, which is the Chewy. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> which I think we've tried at least some of these on the podcast. We haven't tried this one. Yes. I'm somewhat amazed that we haven't tried this one on the podcast, to be honest. Hmm. Tom did, didn't he? Not Isn't on the podcast. Did? Oh, didn't he? Oh. Huh. I no, I had the- it on. I had it on tap at the May Fourth. Ah, okay. You guys had it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's fantastic. It's uh, it's nice and cocoa chocolate, not milk chocolate. So, in mm. opposition to what Tom just had, it's got a real good dark malt, roasted malt, astringent bitterness, astringent bitterness to it, uh, which anybody listening regularly knows that I like things nice and bitter and harsh. And the booze is very well hidden for ten percent. Uh, mm. It's it's it hasn't got a sweet body to it. It obviously has some some sweetness there to balance all that out. But the roasty, nutty, chocolatey, like cocoa chocolatey character to it is absolutely fantastic. Um, it's it's 
a fucking like 440 mil can. Mm. Yeah, it's a 440 mil can of a 10 percenter. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so is mine. Yep. So is yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four forty. It's pretty all much big the standard cans, these days because I, I think breweries, in, they think we're going to share them. But yeah. they don't realize that we're <laughs> absolute pigs in our own filth and we're just yeah. going to pour it on ourselves if we don't. Like, Yeah. So we'll we'll see how this rolls out. I mean, this is the perfect. I mean, this is exactly what we aim for for these uplates is to have mm. one. There's been one many big times ABV. where uh, where Emma's come home back when we used to do all the small batch stuff in four forty mil cans, and she'd come home and I'd just be passed out, but it's perfectly <laughs> perfectly on the chest, yeah. just held, and I'm just back in the couch, just snoring away. But yeah, didn't <laughs> spill a drop. Never spilt a drop. But, yeah. Anyway. No. So that, that's a that's a great imperial stout. It's uh it's it's dangerous. Like it's it, yeah. I'm glad these cans are probably quite expensive because of the tax that'd be whacked on them. Because if you'd buy a four pack of that, you'd be really tempted oh, be to fucked. have a second one. Yeah. So buy it in singles, people, uh, or buy it in fours <laughs> if you have a Drink level of self control. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, that's a that's a solid four seven five for me. That's nice. Fantastic. Very nice. I really really enjoyed that. Is it 65 IBU, though? Because that's what uh, it's claimed to be on Untapped. Well, this says 45. Yeah, the, okay. actual, the actual can says 45. So Maybe the original one, because I'm sure they've done many releases of it, so maybe the original version was when they uploaded it. True, yeah. It has, <clears throat> it has a real solid bitterness to it, but it's real, it's real back palate sort of stuff. So mm, very nice, very yummy. Cool. Very, very good. Palate cleansers, people. Not these, these are beers. not palate cleansers. No. <laughs> these are palate destroyers. Palate <laughs> finishers. Get over here. So you've Do- already defined why we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an extension of it. Yeah, it's an extension of last episode where we talked about guilty pleasures and then ended up here with with palate cleansers. That's kind of where where the thought pattern came from, anyway. Well, it's also Tom was hammering Spider Man three and. Spider Man three, Spider Man two for a while, and didn't didn't you say something in the chat that you needed something else to do after? Oh no, no it was after Skyrim. I had a I oh, had a cleanser Skyrim. after Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You actually and said I, that you were going to play the Nintendo Switch, which I yes, don't, which don't, I didn't because yeah. I was going to dive into Breath of the Wild, and that's yeah. not the game you go to after Skyrim. No, you need a palate yeah. cleanser in between. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I imagine Pete's <laughs> going to need one after. Uh, Baldur's Gate as well. Mm, I don't know. I'm almost finished and I'm already planning my next run through, oh, to be honest. Oh, good God. You're a fucking glutton. Ah, it's just that good a game. <laughs> it, it really is that good a game. I want to go play with the other classes. Anyway. Mm. So how are we going to do this, gentlemen? Do you want to, what do you want to start with? You've all written down a bunch of TV shows. Should we start yeah, with that? Yeah, all let's, there. let's start yeah. with TV. There's yeah. some interesting patterns here too. So Yes. Who's Dan, starting? Do you want to kick us off? Dan can kick us off. I can kick you off. So I've got three. So I've got uh, the one I like to put on to basically fall asleep to if I've run my brain ragged at work or like watching other things. It's, it's kind of what I put on in the background. And I guess I've started it from, I always start it from the start, episode one, season one, and then it just rolls through until I wake up. <laughs> and then. And then it'll get put on from episode one, season one again, just to <laughs> kind of reset my brain. And that's Rick and Morty. It's it's just it's such an easy consumed because it's nonsensical. There's no, I mean, there is some through lines in the seasons and across seasons and things like that. But it's 
always so nonsensical that it just it, it's just one of those things that is just it's it's basically like alt control delete for me <laughs> it's just a it's a hard reset of just everything just just shut down the brain watch someone be an absolute idiot for a little while and um fall asleep to and kick on again next time. fall asleep to rick and morty you are a truly a, a beast. You are a beastial man. How? Yeah. How could you fall? There's laser blasts and screaming and fucking alien beasts every other episode. Like I don't know. There's something about just the the way that it's like, and you got to think the voice because it's voiced by so few people. Yeah. It, it's just. It, it all kind of just runs into one. Yeah, exactly. It kind of has this almost monotone white noise to it for me. Oh, no. It's- no. <laughs> yeah. nah, the polar opposite. I think it's the tonality of each of their voices that sets me off. Okay. I could not fall asleep to fucking Morty going, oh, geez, Rick. Oh, man. Oh, I just I shit myself. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just one of those things. One of those things. It's, um, yeah. Always. And it, it, there's so many of them too. They're 20 minutes long, 25 minutes long. Mm. I agree with you as it's a perfect like reset thing. I just wouldn't fall asleep to it because yeah. I value the hours I am unconscious. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean nighttime fall asleep. I mean like a Sunday afternoon nap fall asleep. Right. Kind of okay. Thing. That changes yeah, the whole yeah, dynamic. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> not, not, not evening sleep. No, 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 no. I wouldn't do that. I probably have done that, but I, yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I've probably passed out in front of my cartoons on my list. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, I agree. It's just one of those films because it, it, it shows that it's, it's like you said, it's nonsensical. It's, it's, it's so dumb and outlandish that it's like <laughs> nothing matters anymore because I'm watching Rick and Morty. Like, yeah, it, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Mm. Um, my next one is Alton Carbon. Uh, mm. It's 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 a big one for me for a reset because it's so different because it's in that cyber, cyberpunk futuristic world, yeah. but so well done, yeah. really well written, and really that season one I'm talking about, uh, yeah. really well acted, uh, and the the fact is that there's only one good season. There's only two seasons actually. Is it been completely deleted from Netflix now, or is it still there? I Not hope sure. it's still there. I don't know. It's probably still I there. I know they cancelled it. I don't know whether they were actually. Didn't they do it? They did an animated version, though. Yeah, they they, they did. But yeah, I don't that think was... it's still on Netflix, man. Okay, good. Because um, I'm going to go back and and watch season one again. And mm. why I use it as a palate cleanser is because you can watch it as a single season. There yeah. is obviously multiple books, and it yeah. does roll on. But the the because of the way that Takeshi actually has to have his deck and his brain switched out between other people. Mm. They mm. round off season one so well, even though they were already going to do season two, mm. the story the story ends. Like Takeshi's story is not uh, finished, but it it just it finishes the characters, the other characters in the story uh, before it flows on to season two, which is set on a completely different planet. Yeah, uh, like light years away from the from the the the. Uh, I think the first one's set on Earth. Yeah, I actually, it is. don't know. It is. Yeah, uh, and so they they round that story mm-hmm. out of the uh, the the police woman, mm-hmm. the uh, the guy that uh, owns the body that Takeshi's mm. in for the whole season yep. is is unlocked <clears throat> and gets his body back, and 
we don't see that, but it's it's hinted to that's how it's going to play out, and and it's just it's just a good round out, and you know there's only one season, yeah, for for that for those people for that story, so you're not yeah. having to go on and complete the story in eight more seasons kind of things. So I love that. And my other one is Utopia. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Utopia. Is that the Australian yeah, the government? Poli- yeah. One? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's excellent. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the full frontal crew. Like, that's, that's yeah. yeah. It's, it's, the it's work, probably good. It's the, <laughs> working, the, yeah. working dog, uh, the working dog production crew. Uh, it's yeah. an Australian TV. So uh, Rob, I can never get his last name right. Stitch, Stitch, Sitch, something like Sitch. that. Sitch, Rob Sitch. I'm, I'm almost certain it's Sitch, yeah. Head, heads up a uh, a government uh, a government employed contractor uh, <laughs> contracts a company that gets uh, sets up the the it's it's a farcical shit piss take of how the Australian government works and how they get <laughs> well, well <laughs> <laughs> yes. close to reality the yes. National Building Authority a new yes. newly created government organization responsible for overseeing major infrastructure projects. Yes, so every episode there's always a an infrastructure program that they have to run through their their corporate their their corporate the machine, bureaucracy <laughs> the bureaucracy yeah. to get going and it's it's Rob Sitch always plays that uh, absolutely exacerbated CEO or project project head uh, he plays it so well just he trying does. to- He really does, yeah. <laughs> wrangle all the loose cannons in his office. <laughs> and the- just try and get anything done, anything <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, 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 anything done. And just the, I mean, they, they roll into it so well. Even episode one is like talking about the logo change of the company. <laughs> yeah. And it's an entire 20 minutes talking about the logo change. And there's one- Which unfortunately is not that far from reality. No, because- it yeah. is. It is. <laughs> and we've all dealt with it in, yeah. our, in our jobs. And it's, it's like we said, it, it is, but it isn't a piss take of how things actually play out. It's a slightly exaggerated uh, yeah. version, version yeah. of real life. Yeah. And, it's I mean, only even- slightly larger than life, though. Yeah. I mean, they roll into an episode for further on where there's a problem with the printer, and it's the the whole the whole episode is about him just trying to get a document from the fucking printer. Print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody can like everybody's pulling other people's pages from the printer. And I mean, it sounds when you explain it like that so mundane, but the it's so well written by uh, mm. the Working Dog production people mm. that it's just uh, it's fantastic. And- well, it's like the old joke that um, we're not sure what uh, who they were raging against, but Rage Against the Machine was definitely based around a printer. The, <laughs> yeah. the worst piece of office technology that we know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean another episode they bring a uh, God, I can't even think of the terminology, but he he comes in and he's meant to. Uh, do the the team bonding and the the corporate um oh like a hr manager or something like- oh it's not a hr manager he's this is this big wig from he's a he's an american comedian that lives in australia and i can never remember his name but i've seen him on a lot of things he used to do all the working dog productions he used to go on the panel a lot and yeah. do the uh the the good news week debates and things yep. like that he was really good he's uh he's got long black guy with long dreadlocks and American guy, he's, he's super funny, but he comes in and does all these wellness things with the, the all the staff members and runs them through team bonding and everything like that. And, and Rob's just trying to get 
the job done. Like he doesn't <laughs> want to take part and he's spending minimal the minimum amount of time he has to in these in these group team bonding meetings and he's like, I I've got to go. Like I've I've <laughs> actually got I've actually got jobs to go and do. And it's it's because it's and I mean a lot of people that are in those types of jobs have come out and said we can't watch it. It's too close to what actually happens. Yeah. Uh, and and I only do deal with that sort of bureaucracy on a periphery. Uh, so it's, for me, I can see those things happening, but I don't have to be part of it. So I find it fucking hilarious uh, to watch it and go, yeah, you know what? I've actually seen that happen. So in an, they, in an office corporate setting. So. So, so they dropped a new season this year. Oh, they did that. It's yeah. still going. Yeah. Okay. So, well, so they're up to five seasons, but it was 2014, uh, 2015, 2017, 2019, and then this year. Yeah. So there's a okay. big gap between seasons. Mm. But, you know, and, very, very funny. And they make some real digs at the Australian government and what's, uh, what's been happening and, and real digs at. Uh, Oh, and yeah. politicians making decisions about shit that they've got no fucking clue about and then trying to jam it down infrastructure project managers' throats. Yeah. So the very fast train was like the third episode and it was like we've got hundreds of studies that show that it's commercially yep. completely not viable <laughs> and and the minister's uh, aide that keeps popping in, the lady keeps saying, yeah, but they've decided that it's like that this is the platform they're running on so this needs to get done. And he's like, but it's not feasible. And she's like, yeah, no, I get it, but uh, this is the platform that the minister's going to run on and would really like this to happen. It's like, it's just like, head, heads buried in fucking sand. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And, like, the, the environmental impact, talking about the a certain plant that grows in one area or that the they native. want to build. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the unique one species. Of, yeah, one patch of grass that only grows in the area that yeah. they want to build on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. And it's, and it's so unlike. Everything else, it's it's. I guess it's very much like the American and British versions of The Office, but well, even Parks more, and Recreation, it's very similar to as well. I've never watched Parks and Rec, so yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's different in terms of the situational comedy element, but mm. and and the the but it doesn't drama have that, comedy. that Australian flavor to it. No, like there's something that those TV shows like because the British Office is is unbearably awkward. Like, I guess oh, in those yeah, situations okay. where it's, it's un like, as a viewer, you are so tensely uncomfortable watching it that you, you feel your body fold in on itself because you, even though you, you know it's fake, you know it's fake mm. as fuck, you just can't stand, like, you think about those I can't rewatch it. I, no. I laughed my ass off throughout it. Like, I've watched all of the original Ricky Gervais office, laughed my ass off all the way through, tried to rewatch it from scratch several years later, I cannot do it. So we used to have a we used to call it running the gauntlet where you'd sit down and watch the entire office season one and two in one hit and just absorb all the awkwardness. It used to be a thing that a challenge that our friends would do. You'd bring the guitar We'd, to the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> but then you go to the US office and it's just oh, like yeah it's, yeah. it's the outlandish awkwardness of it. And it's just like this is so far fetched. But then it's, it's nothing like that Australian flavor. It's just it's it's the it's the too true down to earthness of like you're just you're just carving that bone or that ham. <laughs> you are just scraping it, and you know that someone out there is like, "Fuck, that's me!" Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but they get away with it because it's it's never never too close to home, but it's yeah. it's close enough. Yeah. yeah, we should move on. Yep, definitely. Tom, Tom, what are your palate cleansing TV shows? I 
don't really have many palate cleansing TV shows. I rarely go back to a TV show, but I am through my very happy home life. I am forced to watch several TV shows on repeat, whether I like to or not. Um, <laughs> if I could pick one TV show, I did pick one that I would I would go back and watch as a palate cleanser. It's always a David Attenborough documentary series. It's it's Life on Our Planet, Earth, Big Blue Planet, any of those. I would sit down there and just be like. Holy shit! We're yay killing the uh, killing the planet we stand on, but crap, it's fucking beautiful. Um, <laughs> but then uh, you've already mentioned several of them. So Emma has a, uh, a running list of shows that we they just live in the background. So while she's doing work, she's watched them so many times she doesn't even have to watch them. And I always come in halfway through them, and I'll give you there's, there's Scrubs, Parks and Rec, uh, US Office, and there's several more. The Witcher has actually become part of it. Um, she fell in love with the, the first first season of that, and they got they got thrown into it. Um, and then another one's called Psych, which is a the psychic detective. It's a, just it's a slapstick comedy show. But yeah, so now it's kind of the thing that like my whole family, my my siblings are all obsessed with the U.S. Office. I never got into it when it first came out; never watched it. But and it was a point of difference in a lot of family conversations that I didn't get the references they're making about Kevin or or um. Or, or the rest of the crew, or Dwight and, and them. But um, now I've seen enough through passing that I, I can't sit down and watch these shows season to season because it gets I get halfway through and it's like, oh, that's where I left for work that day. And then you watch the other half of the season. So now I basically know what happens because I've caught up when I walked back home and you're still watching that same show. <laughs> but it's, you know, 17 episodes later. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, cool. Yeah, okay, sweet. All right, that's what's up. That's what we're up to now. So yeah, these these shows for me they're the palate cleansers because I'm I'm constantly just walking through them. Emma is currently watching Scrubs for about the hundred millionth time. See, I've never seen Scrubs. To the point where she just like she stops and goes, "No, no, no, you need to watch this bit. This is one of my favorite quotes." I'm like, "You say that every episode." (laughs) See, this is Friends or Seinfeld for a lot of people. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just constantly rerunning them. Yeah, I, I I can't really do that. Like. I think the only show I've probably gone back and actively rewatched most of was Clone Wars because I, I, I watched it all as it came out, but then it was like we had that delay with the last season and I was like, oh, I want to watch it all leading up to the last season and then mm. it went into Bad Batch. But, yeah, maybe I, I did a rewatch of Mandalorian before one of the seasons and, like, I've done that a couple of times. But, yeah, I, I'm, I struggle to rewatch a TV show if I've seen it, um, except for something like Rick and Morty where it's like, I can put this on because it was dumb. Like, I can watch the <laughs> Council of Rick episode again. Yeah. Yeah. And you always pick up little bits too. Mm. Oh, with, show, yeah. with shows like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm on the outlaw on this one. I don't, I don't have a, a particular show I would go to, but there are certain ones like there's uh, a couple of like um, uh, the Planet Earth episodes where it's just like, oh, if I had a gummy right now, I'd be set. <laughs> I've got a 4K TV. Put that on. Just. Lay back and watch whales breach. Fuck yeah. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Not that kind of breaching, you fuck. Not that type of gummy. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, dear. No, that type of gummy. I'm the comp- oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drag this along. <laughs> I'm, co- I'm the complete opposite. I've got shitloads, um, but they're all, they're all basically the same show just well they're they're all different shows but they're the same theme they're all irreverent comedy like rick and morty so my list had and i'm not going to sit there and talk about each of them individually but futurama Mm -hmm. family guy 
Rickleberry, Lower Decks, and whilst it's live action, the Orville kind of fits into the same category. They're all yeah. over-the-top, ridiculous humour. They're the sorts of shows... I mean, Futurama I've been watching since I was a teenager, so yeah. they're all practically reruns, although they are now doing new episodes, which is fucking sick. But it's but, also kind of cool to watch those where you see the animation evolve. Oh, yeah. I really like yeah. that through, through an animated series where it's like, go back to old Simpsons episodes and you're like, oh, they couldn't but draw you, back then. Yeah, you skip the dodgy season or two where yeah. they lost their drawer and had to find another one yep. and the guy yeah, that yeah, filled yeah, in yeah. for a while was like, <laughs> going on here, guys? Um, yeah, so Futurama doesn't suffer from that. But like Futurama and Family Guy, they're kind of very similar. Brickleberry kind of takes it up a notch in terms of over-the-top ridiculousness. Lower Decks is good. Um, and yeah, Orville. So they're the sorts of things that I can put in the background. They're yep. short episodes. They're 25 minutes long. I'll watch one while I'm eating dinner or something before go, going back to whatever else I was doing for the night. Mm. Um, or, you know, I've probably passed out after drinking way too much on the couch with each of those playing on repeat or loop. Oh, absolutely. So mm. um, House MD, I keep going back to rewatch that. I don't know why. I just love that series. Just find, Fantastic series, yeah. I just find uh, uh, Hugh Laurie to be one of the better actors on on TV in that era, and it wasn't too far off the actor the writer strike last time either. I think, from memory, it was around that. Oh, it was around yeah. that time. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, more recently, um, there's an Apple TV, and this is way off kilter for me, which is why I call it a palate cleanser, because this is the shit that I watch in between gobbling up a season of Game of Thrones or all that type mm. of show where it's all pretty heavy fantasy, heavy science fiction. Um, at the moment, I'm blitzing through the uh, final four seasons of Walking Dead. And so you can watch three or four oh. episodes in a row and then you really need something just to break up the dark, depressing monotony of it all. And it's even just the fucking palette. It's something that moves faster than like five minutes every, every <laughs> faster episode. Than, faster, than the Rings sham- movie, yeah. faster than a shambler. Yeah, like a <laughs> shambler zombie, yeah. Um, but Morning Wars is very different. Morning Wars is a pure... Drama. It's a recent American drama. Started it's off meant to be excellent as well. It is. It is fucking excellent. Yeah, I've heard um, great reviews. It started off with kind of covering the Me Too movement from a unique angle, where they mm-hmm. do. They also represent um, the perpetrator's perspective in a quite a, a like. It's a well written manner of of portraying his perspective on the situation and that was Steve Carell playing playing him and he plays a fucking serious character very very well too surprisingly yeah. well but Jennifer Aniston Steve Carell in season 1 um and Reese Witherspoon and it's just continued to be a really interesting uh take season season 2's just finished and it, and it really covered uh uh, like tech billionaires buying legacy media companies and dismantling them and the rise of you know opportunistic journalism and and Instagram style journalists essentially social media killing legacy media it's been a really interesting kind of take on it um yeah. and then I, I always watch a bunch of reality TV so I, I fortune fire is a relatively new one that Dan mentioned on the podcast about two years ago that I've been watching ever since. Uh, but Ink Masters, I've been watching since mm. I finished the original LA Ink. Um, and then there was the other one where Kat Von D, there was an offshoot from Miami. Sorry, it was Miami Ink. Miami and then Kat Von D was LA Ink. That's right. Um, was the offshoot. And then Alone, which was a random one that just popped up mm. a few years ago. And it's like, 
holy fuck, this is good. And then after the fourth <sighs> season, it's like they're all the same. Like pretty much. Through the, Emma, Emma started watching that. And I, I remember sitting down watching like the first like season that she watched. And I was just like, fuck these wankers and just walked out. It's like, nah, can't do it. The first, the first three or four episodes from each season are actually really interesting because that's where they're in survival mode and they have to yeah, really yeah. be quite quite innovative. Um, and then after that, the rest of the, the season, like there's usually another five or six episodes where it's just now I'm bored and either I'm going to starve or go crazy from loneliness and yep. that's how I'm tapping out. It's no longer a survival show. It's a psychological survival show. Yeah, right. Um, anyway. So that's that's it for my TV series. Um, I do have a mini series, but I put that kind of in movies because it's a little bit more of a movie. And there's one more that I I remembered and then forgot again. So we'll talk. We'll come back. Well, well I was going to say the only other one I had was the uh, was my car show. I love my Rust Valley <laughs> Restorers. Fucking get yep. into it. If you haven't, you're a dog. Do it. And I think one honourable mention too needs to be Black Books. Oh Is yeah, it? yeah. With yeah. um uh, Dylan, Dylan Moran, Moran. Yeah. Dylan Fucking Moran, and, Bill Bailey, and, um, Bill Bailey. Yeah. It's a it's a great like you can. You're eating scrambled watch. eggs with a comb out of a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> you can just watch one episode because it's like fetch Rick- me my lolly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rick and Morty as well. It's so nonsensical, so absurd. <laughs> it's just it's just you could just it's absurd have with a Welsh accent and not have any fucking idea what goes on for the entire twenty five minutes that it's on. Yeah, but is he Welsh or Scottish? Oh, I'm going to get Moran. myself in trouble, no, he's, yeah. He's Irish. He's Irish. Irish sorry, yeah. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. I meant, yeah. But Bill sorry, Bailey's I'm- from the high country because he's all up there and oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He sounds like Passman Pat. He's probably Welsh. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great honourable mention, Dan. Forgotten about that show. Yeah. There was another one that I keep re-watching, but I can't fucking remember. Anyway, do you want to go um, back to the top with movies? Movies. Yes. Movies. Yeah. We can watch some movies. And, and um, I'll run through mine quick. Uh, That's what I meant by back to the top. Back to the top. Yep. Uh, Empire <laughs> back Strikes Back. Back to the future. No, not in there. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> I'll walk Empire ding, ding. Strikes Back. If I have to watch a Star Wars movie, it's either. Oh, it's got to um, be Empire. Empire or um, Revenge of the Sith or Rogue One. In that order, too. It'll go. Okay. Well, yeah, I can see that. It's always yeah. Phantom Menace, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest of the entire saga. <laughs> I will die on that hill with my double-bladed lightsaber and my pod racer by my side. Uh, there was, no, there just, was actually my favorite film is New Hope. Always yeah. has been. There, there was, there was. I, I bombarded you guys with Star Wars memes the other day, so I left this one out. But it was Ahsoka saying to Darth Maul. Uh, <laughs> Why do you why do you want Anakin? Why do you want to know where Anakin is? And Darth Maul says, I almost ran over him as a child. I want to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought that was fucking great. I should have, but there was there were so many Star Wars memes that day. I loved the I meme. Go. I loved the meme where um Padme had fallen out and, <laughs> <laughs> and Mace Window's like, oh, we've, we've got to go back. He's like, Don't bother. He's like, why not? And she's covered in sand. The other version yeah. is that is, uh, what did I teach you, Anakin? We have the high ground. We have the high ground. <laughs> That's why they couldn't stop to go back for it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those three Star Wars movies. It, it usually goes in that order. If I've watched Empire, I'll go to Revenge of the Sith. If I've watched Revenge of the Sith, I'll watch Rogue One, and then it'll roll back. Go back and to you, the side, A yeah. New Hope gets thrown in probably once or twice a year, and Return of the Jedi gets thrown in every now and then too. So, 
Um, they're the ones I roll through for the Star Wars side. Um, and then the next two are same, same, but not. Um, they're, they're John Wick and Dread. Just excellent, mindless action movies that <laughs> you just you just got to love the main character. It's just uh, there's just so much charisma in in Keanu and um, and uh, God, what's his name? Carl Urban. Carl Urban. With so little dialogue from either of mm. them for two hours, <laughs> some grunting. Yeah, and it's just it, they're just great. They're just mindless movies, and I sit there and watch it start to finish. Like there's no napping, there's no there's no going off and doing things. If they're if they're on, they're on, and they're uh, and they're sat through. So I just love that as a once again just just brain resets. Yeah, yeah. Watch too much of one thing, or you need to go back to something that's just you know what I liked it when there was gratuitous violence in movies. <laughs> yes. Mm. Absolutely yes. loved it. Um, whereas I, I, I same, orig- the original Star Wars, A New Hope, definitely. I, I will watch A New Hope till the, the cows come home, purely because it's one of those ones that, it's one of those stories where I know it goes into a trilogy, but it's like they didn't at the time. So it yeah. is kind of, mm. per- it's an open, closed story. Yeah, sure, they added stuff on to go into Empire, and Empire is, let me be honest, Empire is a better film. From a like a filmmaker perspective and the themes and stuff, but in terms of a open closed film, that's why I've always liked New Hope. Yeah. Um, I too often, uh, too often, as every neighbour I've ever had will tell me, will come home at twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning, and put on the pod race from a Phantom Menace. I, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm guilty of it, and but I won't stop. I refuse to stop, and I will continue <laughs> doing it to the day I die. Um, so yeah, th- those those are the Star Wars like the the original. The original trilogy, obviously, before they're always about. They're just. It's like coming home. It's just. It's going. Yeah. It's going back to mums and sitting on the couch. It's like here we go. We're happy. Um, I don't do that with Lord of the Rings. Is I'm sure people will probably expect me to say the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but that's a once a year now kind of sacred time. It's you know okay, we sit down right. and we yeah. we do it all in one. Um, yep. Actually, <clears throat> I've got a big complaint. So Emma and I recently rewatched the Lord of the Rings trilogy in, in the Ultra HD Blu-rays I've got. Um, the PS5 fucked us over. It couldn't keep up with the disc. It kept skipping scenes. It was out, it infuriated me to no end. The disc is perfect. That's weird. Disc, no, I looked it up on forums. I went, I went down every rabbit hole I could. Sure. And people have been complaining about it since the PS5 launched that I just never experienced it before. I wonder what it is. I think it's there the actual, must be too it, many audio tracks jammed into the. I think it's actually just the app that they've installed on the PlayStation for watching movies. It's just it's not, just really poor. It's just really poor, really shit, and they've never updated it. But because okay, the bit rate key should scenes, be pr- missed the, fucking, be the, missed the Council of Elrond. It skipped the entire Council of Elrond, which is one oh, of my Jesus. favorite scenes. I, I YouTubed it because I know exactly where to find that scene <laughs> in the, you know the extended HD. But sure. it's like it's kind of you know. We're, we're, we're getting up and like, I know the disc is coming to an end. I'm just like. But when a $30 what? Sony Blu-ray player can not have this issue, how the fuck does a seven dollars yeah. state-of-the-art disc- game system fuck yeah. up? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm, 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 I was fucking outraged. But the only, the only disc, actually, that didn't skip was the second disc of the two towers. So I did get the entire Battle for Helm's Deep, which is, let's be honest, it's <laughs> cinematic brilliance. Um. But yeah, no, they're they're a once they're a once a year thing now. It's 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 almost like a religious holiday. Um, I turn my phone off. I, I block all outside 
I get some nice beers for it and, you know, we make a whole bunch of stove popcorn and then we just go to town. I actually made a lamb roast this year. So, you know, we could have, we should have had made roast <laughs> pork. But we could have had salted pork, but no, no, we, we had lamb roast instead. Um, a weird film that I always go back to is The Losers, that comic book film with Chris Evans. One. Yep. Chris Evans and Jeffrey Dean Morgan and yep. Idris Elba. Yep. It's just fun. It's just really fucking fun. You're just, well, you're just uh, Chris Evans in the elevator with the fucking headphones on dancing away. I mean, yeah, I've based my entire <laughs> life on that, any, it's, not, it's not ringing any bells for oh, me. I don't, don't know that I've ever seen it. Oh, treat yourself. It's so oh. good. It's a, it's a Dark Horse comic. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, Pete, you are in for an absolute treat. That's it awesome. It is fantastic, yeah. Um, I, I go back to that film, like, more often than not. It's, it's unhealthy how often I go back to that film for – I've never read the comic only ever seen mm. the film but it's just it's dumb fun and it it's comic booky it's it's really good might um, fuck with my head watching uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as a character that's not Negan right at the moment so I'm it would if you <laughs> I'm sitting through Negan dead, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's years ago and yeah. before Chris Evans was Captain America so like they look it's right between his, it's right between his human torch and his yeah, Captain America Captain face America. yeah <laughs> so he's still a bit too human torchy yeah, yeah. Um, he's not, but he's not, he's not as skinny as he was in Human Torch, but he's no. not, he's not Steve not Rogers yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. And then and Zoe Saldana. Hmm. And Zoe Saldana, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Pixar films. You get me some of the OG Pixar films, mm. put a Toy Story, a Monsters, Inc. Monsters, a, uh, Inc. Ah, oh, Monsters, Inc. theme. That's used to be my alarm clock. I'd wake up to that every morning. It's great. I reckon that'd be a pretty great 420 film. Ooh. Depends on the weed strain you got. It might actually freak you out. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, the original Cars, uh, uh, Bugs Life. Still um, never seen Cars. Uh, yeah, any, any of them. Just, yeah. I, 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 I love a Pixar film. I love a Pixar film. Probably also closer, closely tied with some of the original Despicable Me films and now mm. Mario Brothers. Just a, a really fun, bright, animated film. Put that on, zone out, have a beer, just be like, you know what? My life's shit, but you know what? There's bright colours on the TV, so everything's okay. It's fine. <laughs> and then they Pixar do the intensely emotional, like, mm. like four-fifths of the way through the movie. They and they really just rip out your heartstrings. You go, fuck, why did I watch a Pixar film again? <laughs> now depressed again. <laughs> Unlike they always bring it that back. hits you from the very beginning. Oh, well, yeah, we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stricken from the record. <laughs> I'm crying already. <laughs> you just mentioned the film, and I'm already an emotional wreck. Uh, yes, yep. but that's that's me. That's that's the films that uh that uh, yeah that I go to. Nice. What about you, Peter? So my first one's a mini series, and I've said this to you guys not too long ago, actually, because I did my annual rewatch, um, Band of Brothers. Um, I rewatched the trailer that. for the new one. Well, not the, the- new one. The spin-off. The what? air, the, the the Air Force one they're doing, which is like the. I didn't know they were. I'll send it to you later. Oh, we'll, 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 yeah. Semi's not semi yeah. anymore. Because <laughs> um, yeah, the it's Pacific Apple TV was, and it's it's meant to be like a band of brothers. Like, I've got to say, mate. I and I've I've said this before on the podcast. I I'm sure there's content that I would not connect with, but I've never watched anything made by Apple TV that I haven't found amazing. I'm now watching um for all mankind, which is. Like um, was released with Apple TV like four or five years ago. It was one of their opening series, along with C and a couple of other things. It was very little content when it first came out. Yeah. Um, and for all mankind, tells an alternate history, we, which you were kind of talking about with the man in High Castle last episode. 
uh, where Russians beat the Americans to the moon and then they kind of fast forwarded. But they tell the original, they tell a, a reworked version of, of the actual history of NASA trying to get to the moon before the Ruskies. And so they have the whole uh, head of NASA, I can't remember his name, Von Bern, uh, turns out to be a full blown Nazi and sympathizer who was friends with Hitler. Like, we're not just talking Nazi sympathizer, we're talking like in photos with Hitler. And yeah. that's based on, on reality. And then they they fast forward all the way through, and Joel Kinnaman stars in it, which is what originally attracted me to re, to recently start watching. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but they kind of each season skip forward in time. So I think the current season's the last one, and they're talking about going to Mars. I'm not up to it, so I can't ruin it. Okay. Anyway, um, Band of Brothers, love it. Just yep. can't get enough of it. Um, I didn't really connect with Band of Brothers Pacific nearly as much. I think because the Pacific campaign was a was a different kind of war. They'd I don't know why, and I'm going to sound, I probably sound terrible saying this, but there's a kind of a romanticness to the whole French invasion because we grew up with Saving Private Ryan and those, and, and Medal of Honor games. And Battle there's a lot of. 42. Yeah. yeah there's absolutely. A, there's a, yeah. But there's a lot of personal history for us in that theater of war. And it's how many also times before we more, more discussed war when you do a history class. They always start with the European theater of war and then eventually they go, Oh, by the way, some shit happened in the Pacific. Well, yeah. I mean, timeline-wise, you know, the Pacific campaign started pretty late in the overall war, yeah. right? I mean, America didn't want to get involved until Pearl Harbor. So I just, I just found Pacific probably is a realistic representation of the Pacific theater, but yeah. like Thin Red Line, it's more a psychological warfare campaign than it is physical warfare in the romantic French Normandy setting that you get from... Uh, I did prefer the Battlefield 1942 Pacific maps, though. They were a slightly <laughs> enjoyable. Nothing beats Battlefield, Battlefield Vietnam, where you used to be able to pick, pick your mates up in, in, the, in the, the helicopter. The Black Hawk. No, it wasn't the Black Hawk. Hawk. No, it was the, a, a the, Hughes, I think. Yeah, the Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. And then, but you could then blast the stereo out as everyone jumped out. <laughs> so you can get the call, of the call of the Valkyries playing while you're coming through. Oh, it was Fortunate Son every time. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, we used to call it, like, we used to call it when we would play land parties. We'd be like, uh, yeah, can um, can I just get a pick up in the mum bus, thanks? So like the Tarago. <laughs> um, other movies, so Spaceballs, all the stuff that I grew up with, all the comedies that I grew up with. So Spaceballs, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, there's probably Men in Tights buried in there somewhere uh, in terms of rewatches. <laughs> and then the, the Cornetto trilogy, but mostly Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Uh, but all three oh. of those films are great. I love Shaun of the Dead, but my my one out of hot the fuzz. three is Hot Fuzz. Oh, absolutely Hot <laughs> yeah. Fuzz. I knew you guys yeah. are going to say that. Emma, uh, actually, I- Emma actually just got a Hot Fuzz tattoo. Oh, oh really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. A very obscure one, but she got a little a little postage stamp with raspberries in it, and it's like it's a direct quote from it was, well, I don't want to accept the apple cart. Oh, yes, because we all sell apples around here, don't yeah. we, Andy? <laughs> Your, <laughs> Your dad, dad sells, sells apples. apples. And raspberries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Emma's favourite quote from the entire film, and she now has it tattooed on her arm, which I think is just perfect. Chef's kiss. Good. That's it from me for movies. Yep. I got through those pretty quick, actually. I thought that was going to drag on. I mean, there's a bunch of others, like Terminator. Terminator 1 and 2, if I'm going back to action, like you were talking about before, Dan, where it's just mindless Oh, there's so many we've left off that list that you'll just- Oh, yeah. Remember when it used to be on Channel 9, you'd like- What's the Channel Nine Saturday Night movie? You're like, oh fuck yeah, I'm rewatching this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The Siege or um, uh, Con Air. Original Jurassic Park. Little Hummingbird. I love going back and watching the original Jurassic Park. That's always yeah, fun fuck time. Yeah. yeah, and it still stands up. That's the best part about the Absolutely. JP movie. Yeah. Anyway, 
And I think that's everything that like we're trying to talk about here is this that all those ones they they obviously have nostalgic value to us for us as well. But it, it's such a they're all such just a a brain reset because you mm. will go, oh, you, yeah, Jurassic Park's on. I'm just going to put it on in the background. And then you sit there for two hours and <laughs> you watch the whole fucking thing. And it's just like you are do you do, absorbed. Are you, are you doing the dad watch where it's like you start like behind yeah. the couch and <laughs> just like yeah, yeah, yeah. arms folded and then you suddenly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm over here. It's like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting scene. Then suddenly you're on the couch going, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is this. Yeah, yeah I, do, I do because you, like, I'll be doing like the washing up or something and then yeah. you'll hear something like, oh, this is a good I one. remember I'm, I'm the scene. I've, I've <laughs> yeah. got, and I'll be standing behind the couch like drying something while it's on and then I'll eventually just like put it down and then, <laughs> and then go, just migrate. And sit and then after the yeah. movie I'm like, Fuck! I still got to do the rest of the washing. Oh, <laughs> start again. But yeah, but at that- least for, at least for that two-hour period, you've been transported back to a time in your memory where you're a high school kid and you didn't have the stress and drama of fucking bills and work and yeah. And that's it. And I think that's what's so good about the cleansers and the palate resets and just everything. It's just you you just forget about everything else mm. and then you just you roll to whether it's nostalgia or whether it's just a, a modern, a new movie that's just fucking good. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's just it just it absorbs you in and you sit there and you forget about the world for however long. So, mm. Yeah. I'm gonna go and pee so somebody else can do their games first. I'll start with the games because mine's broad. Um, I I don't. I, I said to the guys before, I don't think we really have specific games anymore because we're just too busy, or mm. you know, we're enveloping other media because there's so much of it now. But um, if if I need a palette, re- so my perfect example is after Skyrim. I, I had the best time. I, I I loved my entire Skyrim journey, and it was fantastic. And everything I went through. But then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll play some Switch or I'll, I'll finally get into another game. And I was like, nah, I can't do it yet. I need something completely mindless, non-verbal, and, and a little bit exciting. And for me, that's arcade races. I jumped yeah, okay. straight back into an arcade racer. So, like, some old like Need for Mario Speeds. Kart. No, no, like, semi-more realistic. So, I, okay. I really like, like, the Need for Speeds. My, my go-to used to be the Burnout series mm-hmm. because they had the... um. I had the mode, the crash mode, where it was cause as much damage as you can with one car crash, which for me is just, you know, that's- that's. It sounds like Demolition mode. Derby back in the real old days. Well, the most recent one was Wreckfest, which was a Demolition Derby game. And it was just like <laughs> post-Skyrim. I love that, man. With the, like, the- yeah, so, so story heavy. And then it's like, hey, can you drive this car as fast as you can around in a circle and hit as many things as you can? It's like, yes, sorry. I well, the original Demo Derby was- I think all the cars were facing inwards in a big round field. Yeah, yeah, they and you all had to drive directly to the center. Yeah, and you got like repair points for the damage that you did. It was around the same time as the original um, Grand Theft Auto, from memory. So yeah, so this like they had a mode like that where it was like it was literally just a circle, and everyone started on the outside, and you drove in. So if you were (laughs) strategic, you wouldn't accelerate as soon as everyone else did. You go, hang on a second, now I'll go. Yeah. And then you'd go in and clean some people clean out. Clean them up. Yep. But arcade races after a big story game, like uh, it's either arcade races or a Lego game. They're, they're my gaming palette cleansers because they're just, most of the Lego games are nonverbal up until the ones where they started using quotes from the films. Where, well, from memory was the uh, either Jurassic Park or the first Marvel um, one where they started actually using quotes instead of like um, just me, me, me. 
like noises um, mm. or like the original Lego Star Wars where it was all mime and trying to like, I remember it distinctly. It's Vader doing the I am your father and he points to a photo of Anakin and Padme and Padme's pregnant in Lego form and he points to the, the baby bump and then points <laughs> to Luke. And it's like, that's meant to be the I am your father. And it's like, that is dumb as shit. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like games like that where it's just like, you know, you, you don't really have to think. It's not complex gameplay. It's either drive around in a circle and hit everything as fast as you can or, you know, you use stupid power-ups like Mario Kart where you throw green shells at people or it's a Lego game where it's just literally punch everything or whatever power you have and then collect the studs and then keep going through and you play like a mini story and it's like, yeah, it's just it's bright. It's all the same thing. It's bright, colorful fun. It's mm. like that, that's kind of reset thing. Yeah. They're, they're my two gaming genres that I will always use as a, uh, as a palette cleanser. Yeah, nice. Hmm. Dan? Pete? Back. No, you go. Oh, have you got anything on there? I oh, do. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mine kind of ties into yours. So, yep, you go. I, I, yeah, so mine's Red Dead Redemption 2 because it's a game that I've just – I will eventually get the Platinum for, but I've never felt compelled to race for it and, and, mm. and to really chase it, to be honest. And if I never get it, I'd be quite still be quite happy because it's a game that I just really enjoy slow pacing. I just just wandering around town, just doing stuff. Walk into a store and browse and you know, go and sit in the fucking saloon and listen to the stories and the you know, the cobblestones with the horse hooves on cobblestones in the main cities. Like yeah. there's just so much atmosphere to that game that you can just let it wash past you. Um, to be honest, it makes it keeps reminding me. I still intend, at some point, if I ever find the time, to do a survival mode run of, um, uh, little, little. fucking behind me. What's the what's the bloody oh, days gone? Thank you, days gone. For the same reason, why like survival mode is going to be hardcore because there's no there's no map, there's no mini map, there's no mm. compass. You have to memorize where you're going. So and and because you're in the most difficult setting in terms of the the combat difficulty, you have to take it really slowly and listen to the environment to get hints that there are zombies approaching that you need to be careful about. So I I, I kind of think that game, whilst it will probably have a couple of jump scares at times or some a couple of anxiety anxious moments, I think it will be quite absorbing in the same kind of way as RDR and in a really weird tangent oh, yeah, that, way. That that zombie cave near the lake, fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that royally. Or the that army was... underpass fucked me. Oh, I'm near in the forest. Yeah. Oh. Because that was one of the first hordes you face. Um, not but the But, man, it felt good when you, when you finally got that uh, light machine gun and then you went into a horde and <laughs> you just mowed them all down. Slowly rowing back, feeling like Arnie in Terminator and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Suck on my cags, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for me, Dan. Oh, Ed, uh, mine rolls straight into that. So mine uh, is Red Dead Redemption Poker. Mm. And I... Before- uh, the old PlayStation Poker mechanism. So well... Started well in the be- PS2 and <laughs> never died. <laughs> well before RDR2 came out, I would uh, load up Red Dead 1 and wander into Amarillo... <laughs> and go and sit down at the poker table in the back house, back of house of the Amarillo Saloon, and I would just sit there and I would just play poker Texas for hours. And 
and when RDR2 came out, I, I still play in Valentine, no matter where I'm up to in the game. I still go and walk those muddy streets of Valentine into the saloon. Uh, you I'll guys never played scotch at the glo- at the bar and go and <laughs> sit down and play poker at the window. Because you guys never played great. the the Activision game Gun, did you? No. no. Back on the PS2 game. I know the one you're talking about, but never mm. played. Because that was one of, that was like the precursor to RDR. Um, but it had one of the better poker mechanics I've ever played. Because it was that thing in like in the mid 2000s when Texas, like the when the actual poker tournament, the current real yeah. life yeah. poker tournament took Kicked cold. Off. Yeah. yeah. And like ESPN started following and shit. Mm. Every game had a poker element to it. <laughs> um, but the that that gun game had one of the better ones I ever played because the they they actually gave it like a really good poker AI for, for the time to to play through it. But it's just it was is the classic thing of walking into the the whorehouse and just throwing down your cards to play some poker. Like yeah, it actually does look. I'm just looking at screenshots of the game gun now. If fuck me, it looks like a predecessor to RDR. Man, it definitely it definitely influenced a lot of Rockstar people. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the few games that I actively actively want a remaster of that mm. and um, Lord of the Rings: The Third Age. I have yep. two nuts. I give both of them for one of each of the games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I love going to play poker in the old west. I mean, yeah. I've never I've always said when I've Every time I go to load in, I'm like, right, I'll go and play the high stakes game in Saint Denis or in um, uh, what was the one from the first game, uh, the city first game, uh, El remember. Dorado, <laughs> no. Kansas City. Ah, no. Anyway, there was the high stakes, the higher, the higher level gambling game, City in, of Oz, in the in the higher cities. <laughs> you dope. And I've always said, like, I'll go and I'll go and dress Arthur or John in a suit. Yeah, and like wander into the, the high the, roller, the, high, yeah, the yeah, higher yeah. state game, yeah. and go and play there. But I don't. I just, I just like throwing on those blue jeans and the shirt, and just wandering down the muddy streets of the dusty All streets right, Bruce of Amarillo. Steen, calm down there. <laughs> <laughs> and my other, my other one too is uh, Super Mario games. Same as Tom. Mm. Um, I, I just, I like that style of games. It's usually uh, well, Super Mario Brothers three. Um, but Blackwater. Do... Blackwater. Yes. Blackwater, the last. It was going to bug me otherwise. Original, original Red Dead. Um, it, it's usually Super Mario Brothers three, uh, but when I finally buy a Switch, I'm hoping it's going to be sixty Super Mario sixty four or Super Mario Odyssey. Odyssey, Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of those. I think will just be my interim. Just well, jump in. Sixty four, Sunshine, Galaxy, Galaxy yeah. two, then Odyssey. Yeah. Well, I've played Galaxy. Um, yeah. I have. I didn't enjoy it as much. It gave me a bit of vertigo running around those little spherical planets. You need you need sixty four or sunshine then because they're still yeah flat, like three like, three D flat, flat yeah, platforms yeah. yeah flat planes yeah yeah um, so that's just yeah just you enjoyable. Were, you, were, you were really selling me on the idea of a switch last episode when you were talking about it because I've never owned a Nintendo product mm. so so. And so the only times I've ever touched a Nintendo, like a, a Mario game, has been at your place when we were kids, or Chris's place, or whoever. Um, I think my first girlfriend that I lived with, her little brother had an N sixty four, so which is where I played Goldeneye, and I I played mm. maybe an hour total for the like the two years I lived there. I got maybe an hour with Mario sixty four because it was his console, mm. and the house was a little weird. 
the way that things ran there. So because it was his, his console, yeah, even if he wasn't home, no told, one yeah, was else. I've heard this story. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah. allowed to touch it. It's just, yeah, so. Um, Mario 64 I, is one of those games that, I, and I know this is a little bit of rose-coloured glasses and nostalgia talking, but it is a magical game. Like it is one of the. It was the first oh, time that no, we had Mario sorry. in three I, I recently yep. recently replayed it on a flight. Mm. I got eighty out of one hundred twenty stars in the one flight instead of sleeping, and it's <laughs> sing, still the greatest decision I've made in the last ten years. Mm. <laughs> and it just the I'll because, fight that till I die. Because <laughs> Pete, you go into the castle from the hub world and you jump into paintings, and when yeah. you, you ba, ba, jump ba, into ba, a da, painting. Da. It ripples like the Stargate ripples when you when you <laughs> yeah, jump in, yeah. and it's just it's just it's just a wonderfully magical, fun. That soundtrack thing. also plays constantly in my head. Yeah. The Mario sixty four <laughs> soundtrack lives in my brain, like rent free. As the kids would say, rent free. It doesn't. It uh, pays rent because it's moved some other things. But yeah, you know, um, it's, yeah, so- it's amazing. Sorry, tell a lie. I did. I did own the original Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, so those are Nintendo oh, okay. products. And, yes, but I've never really had an opportunity to play a Mario game properly. And that's exactly what Mario games are. They're just they're they're palate cleansers, unless you're a and they're party crazy, games too. a crazy speedrunner that learns like the timing for every <laughs> little memory learning tiny the games. little yeah. pixel of every bullet this, that passes on the pirate ship. Well, this is the thing. But I'm I'm not one of those people, but when I picked up Mario 64, I hadn't played it in, oh, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And in, in a 16-hour in a flight, memory. I had the muscle memory to remember every mm. single fucking level and mm. got 80 out of the 120 stars. Mm. Like, that's not, that's not natural. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not normal. Sure, well, sure, I played it when I had a 64. I probably played it like three or four times, but- I haven't cracked open the 64 out of the box it's in. In Actually, no, I think it's at my dad's house. So, like, I haven't cracked that open in forever. But to, yeah, like, let's say 16 years down the line, open open it on a new new platform and go, oh, yeah, I know exactly where I need to go. And, like, mm. do all of them. And it's just, like, that's, that's, that's weird muscle memory. Like, yeah. But it's, it's the same thing. It was, it was. I was in the zone. Like I, I could have, I could have easily gone to sleep and had a lovely sleep on that flight, but I just couldn't stop. I was, I was back to being that, that young teenager that being kid, like, yeah. I need to go as for as long as I can before Mum walks downstairs and does my homework. <laughs> so I need to get. How long more, have you so- been at that game? Turn off the bloody idiot box. <laughs> go to bed. Yeah, don't know why my mum sounds eighty now, it. but you know that's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's that thing of like that. It, there are those weird muscle memories of like mm. you go back to a game and it's like, oh shit, I, oh no, I remember how to play this now. Like, oh right, we're on. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do it again. Yeah, definitely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. I might have to pick up a switch at some point, but I'm gonna wait until after Dan because Dan's been talking about it for fucking years, and I would yeah. actually genuinely feel guilty if I went and bought one before tis, the bugger got one. What difference does it make? I know. If you I just tis the season of the uh, blackest Friday. Would you want a deal? <laughs> You're probably right. Actually, it probably will go on sale. They were on sale three weeks ago when we last talked about it. I think um, I got, Tom I told you to have a look online, Dan. Yeah, um, we ended up buying ourselves. Well, we we don't we a flight to Boston. Well, well, that too. But uh, we bought no Machine Head and Fear Factory are playing, so we decided to buy tickets. 
fucking very nice. Mm. Very nice. But yeah, so that that was that was minus that was our Christmas present to ourselves. So the the switch may have to wait another year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That's I think us. that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's the palette. Palette cleansed. I think we might have lost Tom. I'm not sure. No, no, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Well, he's frozen with his tongue half out of his he, mouth. On my because screen, my palate yeah. is not cleansed and I'm trying to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in this mode. I don't know what's happened to the old camera. Come on. Wake it's up. All right. it'll, it'll catch. It, it's funny because even So you bang the microphone, you dope. I didn't bang the microphone. I banged the table. Even okay. talking about those games and things like that has sort of set my brain. <laughs> yeah. So we're back. We're not sure if Tom's been gone for the last five minutes or if he's been gone for the last five seconds. Computer but... said no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we've come back just to say goodbye, basically. Because yeah. we're at the end of the episode. Um, I'm out of beer. Tom was you're, talking about his beer. That's what we did. might have lost over the last five minutes. I was just saying how nice my beer had gotten as it warmed up. So, you know what, that's just a lesson to everyone. Let it warm up a little bit. Big imperial stuff. Nice and chocolatey and, and delicious. I've got quite a lot of mine left, but then I did have that that big fucking drink before we started. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I was know. already three beers deep before we started this too. Yeah, fair enough. We, we didn't decide to do this until 6 30. I'm just going to, everyone wolf down some dinner and we'll start recording and see what happens. <laughs> just as Pete pours himself like a. Maybe a, somewhere between a double and a triple fucking scotch. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Not oh, a bad I'm idea. Really kind of excited to go and watch some TV now. <laughs> it's just got me in that kind of zone. Go watch it. Thanks for listening. Bye. What are your palate cleansers, people? Comment on our Instagram. And maybe like and subscribe if you feel like it, you dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 if you're on a boat somewhere in America, <laughs> <laughs> Pete, don't let them know we're under them. 